Welcome to the Burgundy Golden Knuckleheads podcast. As always, sitting right over there, <laughs> I pointed the right direction, is my main man, Reggie. What's going on, Reggie? Let's get it, dude. Oh, man. You know what week it is, right? I do, man. You can just look at it's, my look at my name right there. It's that's right. Dallas. Dallas week. That it lets, is Dallas week. That lets everybody know what week it is, man, and what time it is in uh, week four. Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, it doesn't matter whether we've on a 10-game winning streak, 10-game losing streak. Man, things get cranked up when it's Dallas week. It matters. And uh, it was kind of like what we were talking about is, you know, you listen to some of the local Dallas people, they want to talk about how, uh, you know, we haven't won in a while. And they talk about that, you know, we're not really a rival with them and all that kind of stuff. But they seem to always know when we come to town. They always know when we're coming to play them on the schedule. And so as much as they try to downplay us as not being part of their rival, we're part of the rival. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and we've caught them uh, numerous times when they thought that they were going to, you know, put it to us. And, you know, our third string Colt McCoy quarterback comes in and just puts a whooping on them or, you know, less than five minutes to go. uh, Santana Moss catches two bombs on Roy Williams and uh, Santana Moss, a.k.a. the Cowboy Killer. Cowboy Killer. Yeah. yeah, so it's whatever right. it takes, whatever it takes to walk away with a win, we're on board for it. That's right, that's right. But uh, but before we get into all that, man, I just want to talk to you and see. Uh, we're a few days removed from from the uh, the Philly game. I don't right. know if it was much of a game, and uh, you you and I was kind of feeling ourselves a little bit, a little down, and kind of not feeling good on the results of that game. But I want to ask you how you feeling, man. After a few days removed from that. Well, before I go down that dirty, muddy, dusty, nasty road, uh, I just want to let, let our listeners know we're doing this kind of as an experiment, this this podcast here. If you're listening to it on the audio version, we are recording live on YouTube. And so we're kind of checking with the volumes and seeing how everything works out. So bear with us if there's some technical difficulties through this, um, and we're going to work through it so we can our listeners will be able to watch it on YouTube as well as through all the uh, podcasts that you currently listen to, whether it's yeah, all, all, all the podcast platforms, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, Spotify, so on and so forth. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to interject that. But my feeling is, you know, this week has been hard to, to shake from the Philadelphia and it's not just the Philadelphia game. It's the Philadelphia and the first half of the Detroit game. Okay. Um, it's, it's kind of frustrating as a fan because we put in all the time and the effort. Um, a lot of us put in our money, you know, <laughs> you and I don't have season tickets, but you know, how much commander stuff have you bought over the years? Now, now granted, it's only one year, but how much Redskins stuff had you purchased over the years? How much, right. you know, we've traveled to go to games and you want to do that for a team that has success. Correct. Uh, you don't expect to win every game, but you want to have seasons of success. And I'm, <laughs> you know, I like to put everything my, my, my analogies always seem to go back to women, right? How you're dating somebody. I know you're shaking your head. I know for those that uh, don't see it live. 
but I feel like I've been in a relationship for the past 20, 25 years with the Washington football team, Redskins, Commanders, and I'm an, I'm in a, I'm in an abused relationship. And what relationship? I'm in an in an abuse abusive relationship. I'm the one that's getting beat beat down, right? <laughs> I'm in an abusive relationship and I keep going back and I keep going back. And, you know, I, I, I try to have counseling sessions with, with the, the GMs and the coaches and, and the owner. And it, it, it's not good, Rich. It's not good. Listen, I, I'm, I'm not touching any of uh, your women and your abusive no. relationships. And it's, it's not a good thing though. Right. It, it, well, well, abusive relationships is never good regardless of, of the people. But uh, I'm not gonna touch it. I'm not touch. It. I understood it, and I'm and I'm putting up with it, right? Yeah. I, I keep putting up with it. Yeah. It, it keeps telling me they're going to change, right? He keeps telling me they're going to change, but he hasn't changed yet. You're right. So uh, I'm still not going to touch it. But I understand. <laughs> I understand. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to touch it. Yeah, well, um, but with that being said, uh, yes, the it, it is. Yeah, it would be different if you lose one way uh, the last couple of weeks. But it's a matter of you just lose every which way. Um, there's no silver lining, um, and 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 that's kind of where you sit. You're like, man, we're, we're you know, where, where are these dark clouds going to part? And we we start to see what Ron has told us of the direction he's going to go. Whether it's the defense, uh, you know that. So, you know, they keep telling us how good this defensive line is supposed to be, all these number one picks um, or all the moves that they've made on offense. But, you know, we'll, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. I'm going to I'm going to hold back on a couple comments. Um, <laughs> you don't have to, man. That's the, that's well, I think I think right now. This is, this is our this is our podcast. Is how I feel today is. We continually go back and shop from the bargain bin, the clearance bin. Uh, there weren't, wasn't hardly anybody that wanted a couple of our offensive linemen, right? They were, they were, they were just hanging out there. Uh, <laughs> wasn't anybody chasing after uh, Carson Wentz. He was out of the bargain bin to go get him. Uh, Come on, man. Come on, man. Carson was not bargain bin. Stop it. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Bro. Listen, listen, you gave up more than I wanted to give for him. And you still from a quarterback, from an NFL quarterback perspective, you didn't give up much for him. Who did you want? I didn't say there was anybody better. Oh, no. OK, let me let me phrase the question. We needed a quarterback. You tell me which of the ugly women did I want to take home? <laughs> OK, I didn't want to take home any of them. OK, fine. fine. But here's the thing. Taylor Heineke was who we had. Okay. Were you, were you willing to run it back with Taylor Heineke this year? That that was not the choice that I wanted to run it back with him, but I got to look out there and see what else is out there. Okay, and, you know and, you know what was out there. And, and I'm you know what was out there. What who did, and, so, and, you, and you know what else? You know what though? I, I will put out there. Everybody wanted uh, Trubisky, didn't they? How is he doing? Everybody wanted uh, Martin Mariota. Uh, Mark, uh, Martin Mariota. Marcus, uh, Marcus, Marcus, Marcus Mariota. Uh, how, how's he doing? How, everybody, there were people that uh, were happy that we got went. How's he doing? Okay, it was it, the, 
Can't None wait. of them was the right answer. So I'm gonna ask, and you that's okay. Question. That's okay to say that. But you're avoiding my question. Who or what did you want it to do? I know you had a had a, a choice, and I know there's something you wanted us to do. And I'm asking, what was that? I'm fine trying something, right? Okay. And, what was and, it? What was it? At the at the time? Yes, at the time. I wanted to either wait for Carson Wentz to be released because he was going to be released if I was going that route, or I wasn't excited about it. Don't get me wrong, but I I thought let's give Martin Mariota. I said it again, Marcus Mariota, a shot. But with that now now Mariota would have saved us twenty million dollars, and and if it fails, it fails, right? It, it, and and I don't have a problem so much with Wentz, but I think you do, if it Ken. Continues, if it continues down the road like it is, we just got to be willing and ready to call it for what it is. And, and I'm hoping that Ron is willing to do that. He was willing to do that with Haskins, and 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 he cut. And that's what you need. But that's what you need to do with the quarterback. You waft, you waft again. You waft. You, you waft. What do you want me to say? I'm asking you. Because I, I, again, we're going there out. Was, there was no good option. Okay, exactly. And everybody else, because you, you're not telling me what you wanted to do, other than did you want to run it back with Taylor Heineke? Because other than that, who else were they going to go get? I and, agree a hundred percent. Okay, and other people that you just named, Carson Wentz is performing the best of all of them. All of them. Ooh. Every last one of them. And uh, and although this team is one and two. It's not all on Carson Wentz. No, it's not. Okay. And so based on what we wanted to get production out of the quarterback position, of all the guys that were available, he's performing the best. Look, and, we're only, I, and we're only three games in. 20, $28 million a year. I know all of a sudden the last in the last year, year and a half, there's all these $40 million contracts. But in general, a $28 million a year quarterback is a franchise quarterback. Right now, Carson Wentz is not playing like a franchise quarterback. There's a lot of players aren't playing up to their contract, Ken. So I'm not gonna hold that to one guy. But, but I agree. But, but, but okay, a quarterback, but, a quarterback is a different position, a different breed. Absolutely. You know and where we differ is, I don't think everything that's ailing this team right now is because of number eleven. And you might seem to think that a little more is to do with number eleven. But this is not a Carson Wentz podcast. Okay. So we, I don't want to bore the fans again with you and I, because Ken and I disagree on this whole Carson Wentz thing. In a big, big way. But that being the case, um, I don't feel good about this team right now. Um, I kept saying that I wanted to wait about four games. I go back and forth. I waffle a little bit on whether to really call out this organization on what, what they're doing and what they're not doing, as opposed to trying to be patient as a fan and recognize that this whole process takes a little while. And I think where, where I struggle is Ron Rivera and his crew is technically three years into this rebuild yep. right, or into this process. Um, but yet as a fan, it's been since the 90s. Yeah. Since we've been, been, been good and relevant. So struggling between trying to rush this process versus be patient 
because uh, I, I, heard, I heard Fritz Smoot talking the other day, and he was discussing about some of the fans that are disgusted and fans that are jumping off the bandwagon. And his whole point was, okay, look, he's he's a look at look at some of these other teams. Fred was talking about it. He named Buffalo. He named Cleveland. Uh, I forgot the other. He's at Miami. He said these teams they've been relevant for a long time. He said, but you still see their fans showing up and supporting the organization. He said the flip side of this thing is you look at someone like Green Bay. He's a great Green Bay has gone almost forty years with competent Hall of Fame level quarterbacking. Well, he had back-to-back, if you want to call it, just like San Francisco had a, a long run because they had back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Okay. That, that makes it easy. Okay, but, but here's what he said. He says, and we want that. He says, but they got two championships to show for it in 40 years. He says, so, so as a fan, you stick through it, man. But he understands the fans' frustration. He says, but for those people that want to just jump off the bandwagon, just run away and just give up, he used the other organization. He says, so the extreme would be the teams that ain't won anything, and yet the fans are still supporting. Right. Absolutely. And then he showed the organizations that have had competent quarterback, Green Bay, their model, their, their organization that most people decide, hey, this is what we, we, we strive to be. And they got two championships in 40 years. So. But, but, and while, but, but, they, but they've been. They've been good. A playoff team the whole time. That's right. But you don't play for playoff. You play for championship. I, I understand that, and I don't disagree. But I guarantee you Washington fans would be night and day different if if every single year, okay, uh, nine but, but out of again, ten years, were, were a fair enough, playoff team. Fair enough. Team. But what do you say about Buffalo? What do you say about Cleveland? What do you say about Miami? Those organizations aren't – you know, Jacksonville. These teams, these teams haven't been good, but the fans still show up and support. I'm not saying it, 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 it comes. It comes in waves on those on those teams. So I disagree. You no, know, Cle- Cleveland hasn't been filling out the stadium all the time. There's there's a lot of empty. There's been years of a lot of empty seats, bags on their heads, just just like and, even and if they showed up, they they still showed up. To show the displeasure with the organization, they still and, showed up. And normally they have bags on their heads with a lot of empty seats around them. Seats might have sold, just like Washington. You know, there was Washington was a few years ago was selling out. They, they were still considered selling out uh, the stadium, but man, there's a lot of empty seats for selling out because people just didn't. I, I don't. I don't know that I agree with that, but okay, that's that's fine. But point is, there's a difference between trying to stick through it. And that's what part of being a fan is, as opposed to just being situation with Ron Rivera. You think the ownership um, has anything to do with that? And all the not, I mean, granted, you have, you don't have a good team on the field, but everything that is off the field that goes on with uh, Snyder and, I mean, just anything and everything once again. I mean. Uh, I, I get it, man. I just, I'm, I'm a fan of this team, right? I follow this team. I read a lot on this team. I understand why fans are frustrated hell i'm one of them okay i get it and just by me saying that just simply is my way of just simply it's just trying to say i'm struggling with how do you go about dealing with the frustration and uh but it is what it is at this point um right my, my, my main concern is is if i could ask ron why do i feel like we're still doing the same things in year three that we were doing in year one. I feel like the reasons and excuses that he gives us today 
a very much the same reasons that he gave in year one. We're trying to learn. We got a bunch of young players. Right. We're still working through. They got to learn how to play. They got to learn how to be professionals. Uh, we got to work together. They haven't been around each other. All, all of the reasons that he gave in year one were given in year three. And I'm trying to understand whether or not this is the year that we're supposed to have the arrow pointed up, right? You look at Detroit, right? The team looks different. Right. You look at Philly. The team looks different. And I don't know why I feel like our team is regressing. Right. We're going in the other direction, right? With the exception of year one where they win in this – Run, I guess. We, we really technically ended up with seven wins, right? But the team looked like they're gonna they're gonna build those year two, and and here we are. And I feel like this team is almost worse now than when we were in year one because we had no depth, right? Looks yeah. like somebody hurt. We're pulling out of the street again, right? We're guys in an NFL game. Let's got a wild goose. What the hell was that? Right. Uh, I mean, we're putting. I mean, where's our practice squad guys at? Yeah, I, and and I think you know I, I've I've said it for years. This is not the answer to everything. Okay, we we clearly see there's issues on the defense. We see that there's issues uh, on the offensive line. Um, prior to this year, the first two years, and, and really for a number of years. Before Ron, we've had issues at wide receiver consistently for years of having a second and third wide receiver. Um, and but but when it comes down to it, easier said than done. When you have a quarterback that can make a difference and make up for some of that. It, it goes a long way. And again, I'm not going to try and sit there and name the top two or three quarterbacks. Um, but you take the number seven, number eight. I don't even know what name that you want to put out there that's number seven. I mean, a young Herbert or Burroughs, you can see they're difference makers. They're still learning. They're still making mistakes. But I want to ride with those players. And, no doubt that and, quarterback. And, and, and Washington needs to – Carson Wentz, even if he's on for another couple years, uh, Carson Wentz is not that difference maker type of quarterback. And unless you have a very good team around him, we need to continue to look for the quarterback. He wasn't there this year. He wasn't there in the draft. He wasn't there through free agency. They, they made a, I think they made a run at, um, uh, what's his name out of uh, Denver now? Uh, Russ. Russell Wilson, yeah, Russ. but but you know things weren't going there. We didn't expect it, but they were making made a run at that to give uh, Washington brass at least some credit for trying. But I, I I think we're kind of in this perpetual motion until we get the quarterback position. Well, truly again, no, no doubt having a quarterback um, on your team makes a huge huge difference, right? Yeah. I mean, we we can't argue that. But but things that I'm talking about with Ron though, uh, I saw a stat that says uh, Ron is now 37 games in his in his tenure here as our head coach. 
And of those 37 games, 10 times, you can do the math and what that percentage is, but 10 times this team has been down by 20 points. Right? 10 out of 10 out of 37. And, he, and he's a defensive guy. That that that's that's kind of like a double a double smack, right? Um I'm give you I'm gonna give you one more stat. Yeah. Uh, uh this season, so through through three games, right? Um this team offensively has faced second and ten or more. Second down, ten or more yards, which means on first down, it was a bad experience. Right, right. Uh twenty-nine times. Uh, this games. year? This year. Wow, three games already. Wow. And keep in mind, you may run, what, 50, 60 plays a game. Right. Right? 29 times that we have faced second and 10 or more. Yeah, averaging 10, 10 a game. All right. <clears throat> um, so, so then you wonder why offensively uh, the team is struggling. Um, but, again, th- there's a lot of reasons that, uh, that I think we can all point to as to why – uh, this, this team is struggling offensively. And, to, you know, listen to Ron, it's everybody's still working together. It's been three games, you know, and all the reasons that they're given, man. But I, I don't understand why it always takes this team half the year right. when they make an adjustment. That's exactly what I was going to say. We start to get it. That was the next thing I was going to say as you were as you were going there, is this team does not, under Ron Rivera, ha- has not started strong at all. Um, he's kept them together. You know, to give him credit, but we're always playing from behind. We're always absolutely. trying. We're always trying to climb to get back to five hundred. Absolutely, absolutely. But, but I'm going to say, with all of that, with all of the things that we just spent the first twenty minutes talking about, the concerns in this team, it takes us into week four. Right here we are, uh, going into uh, a road game against the hated Dallas Cowboys. Right. right. Um, a win against Dallas cures a lot, right? I mean, even if it's an ugly game, I'm not going to say that it cures it, but it, it, it puts some bandages on the fans from a fan's perspective uh, with, with, with an ugly loss, much less if you're able to come out there. It, it will. It will. It will, but uh, we win this game on Sunday. It'll feel good, but it won't feel um, – fulfilling and because the excuse is going to be well Dak wasn't playing right well i think it depends on on how you win overall i think um well it doesn't matter it's going to be because if we blow him out was because Dak wasn't playing well, I, barely, I don't i don't if we, I, if we barely yeah. beat him it's because well you barely beat us with a backup well i don't i don't care about the i do dallas fans right i mean I, I'm, I'm gonna talk noise to them no matter who, no matters who's starting, because they don't cut us any break uh, when we're when we're injured and COVID and everything else. But to me, as a fan, I'm going to look at it and go, and, and let's just say I'm just throwing out a score that of 24 to 10, right? If we win 24 to 10, it looks it looks like a solid win. Of course, you never know how the how the, the game plays out with just a, a number. But you're going to look back and you go, man, that was a good win. Which team are we? Are, are we the team from this week at Dallas that won 24 to 10? Are we the team, you know, are we going to be, are, have we turned the ship? Have we not? You know, there's, there's still going to be hesitation because the last two weeks have been so bad. Okay. But, and, 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 and I want to turn the corner, right? I want to turn the corner and get into a rhythm and, and rat, run off three or four or five wins in a row. Um, but hashtag prove it. 
you know, we, we got to see it. We, we do have to see it, man. But, but either way, uh, we're playing Dallas. Um, looking forward to it. If I'm being honest, um, I am too. I, 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 I do need to see that this team has made some adjustments and they've learned something from the first three games, man, because, um, one and two, to your point, I, I, you know, when you lose, it's one thing, but how you lose is another thing. If we be one, if we were one and two, and they were both last-minute losses, or we lost by three, four points, or something like that, we're like, right. man, you know what? One possession might have been the difference in the game. Right. But we're getting a butt kicked. Yeah. Right? And both of those games, we were down about twenty plus points. Right. Right. And being down by 20 plus points, trying to come back one week, it almost worked last week, not even close. Right. But the thing that concerns me about this game is we're playing the Cowboys, which their strength plays into our weakness. Their defensive line. Their defense against our offensive line. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the line is where currently as, as they're, as they're playing, um, you know, uh, Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, um, even Armstrong Jr., you know, they're they're giving quarterbacks uh, a hard time right now. They are. And again, to your to your point against uh, Philly and Detroit, that was our struggle is is blocking them. Um, and I'm pretty sure Dallas is looking at this tape, right? Absolutely. I would. Yeah. Yeah. And. It doesn't take a whole lot. I mean, just look. All you had to do is you don't even have to watch the full game. Just watch the first quarter, right? <laughs> they had five sacks. Um, it, five it, or six it, in the first quarter. So uh, I, it, it was ugly. It was ugly. But but if I'm Dallas, though, I'm going to go look at the tape and say, you know, I'm going to do exactly the same thing until you prove that you can stop it. Absolutely. Um, um, our offensive line, man. I I got to say, at this point, that's probably the most shocking development on this team. I know everyone going into the season was talking about depth at corner, uh, no depth in the linebackers, concerns about our linebackers, concern about Carson Wentz, all those things. Right. But the biggest shocker to me has been the lack of play that on our offensive line. It looks bad. And you've seen a lot of the, the uh, cut-ups uh, of the, uh, the film uh, from that game against Philly, man, and – I saw a stat where every offensive lineman, every Washington offensive lineman gave up a sack. It was nine total sacks, but every one of those linemen gave up a sack. Right. And I, I, I think for, for one, I think we already discussed it, but you know, half of those sacks were not – half of those sacks were on, on Carson Wentz. Um, and, and, and I think to – What you talk about, Willis? Uh, from, yeah. from 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 not hitting a hot receiver to hold. <laughs> I the didn't mean you to go into it, man. Come on, I just, I just no. I'm just saying, but 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 with I mean, <laughs> we we've gone through this two weeks in a row. So whether it's a what you talk about, Willis? Come so on, man. Whether it's Carson Carson Wentz and or um Scott Turner, you know this is coming. Exactly to your point, you know this is going to continue to come until you find a way of, of beating it. And how you beat it is hit the hot receiver, hit the back swinging out. to you, you. 
if all the if if the defensive line just has to pin their ears back and go every single time, and they know that you're going to be not not seven yards back, you're going to be eight yards back, nine yards back, and if if you know when the when the defensive ends rush because it happens to Washington, and you rush past the quarterback, you step up, right? You, you step you up, step up, right? And because the the offensive linemen are also taught. Once you once you get outside there, keep pushing you beyond the quarterback. And so Carson Wentz needs to step up. Um, and again, if, if it's coming into you, we, we need to be having plays that you throw it out to the side, that you uh, – <laughs> you're messing me up, man. You, you, you hit God, the hot receiver or whatever else. Because you, you beat I, up on Carson, man, and I, I, I no, know. No, no, I, I, I'm, I'm talking about Carson, but I'm also talking about Scott Turner. All this week, you need to be able to hit the hot receiver, right? They need they need to – those are the drills. Little out passes to the back, to the tight end, quick things to get the rush off of you. That's going to help the offensive line as well. It's going to help. Carson Wentz, he'll help him get into a rhythm. The first half, he couldn't get into a rhythm. One, because they talked about it, Ken. They talked know, about how it, it's a, it's a I, I, yes, I'm putting blame on Carson Wentz. Yes, I'm putting blame on the offensive line. Yes, I'm putting blame on Scott Turner. It is a, it was a collective effort. We, we talked absolutely. about that after the game. It was a collective effort. But, but at the end of the game, most of the emphasis was how bad the offensive line was. People, most people, other than myself, was not giving Carson Wentz much grief. Once they started, once everybody started seeing the the film, and we we all know Carson was part to blame. We 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 all know, and myself included. I, I know Carson was. Part I did, of I didn't hear a whole lot of that at the at the at the <laughs> end of the game and during the game of the sports bar from from you and other people there. It, because, it was all be, offensive line. Because I'm going to tell you again, because I believe that it was mostly the offensive line, Ken. They said that three, within three seconds, within three seconds, Carson had no time to throw. Think about that. You hiked the ball. Hike, one, two, three. Boom. They was in his face. They were in his lap. He, there's, there's not a lot of time to react. So you hit the hot receiver. There is a there, – there's there's You a, can't if the guy's in your face, Ken. You can't every time. I'm not, I'm not putting all nine sacks on Carson Wentz. Okay. All right, I'm saying, I'm saying, but you to your point was it came out about why can't he do a draw? Why can't he hit the the running back in the flat? Why can't he do some of these things to offset the brush? And they were saying by the time he hit his third three step drop or three seconds in, they were already in his face. There's nothing to do on some of the plays. On some, I give you on some, absolutely. Because clearly, clearly there's somewhere he held the ball too long. I mean, we, we know that. I, and that was my only that. point. I, I I don't know why I don't know why when I mentioned Carson Wentz why all of a sudden I'm trying you know that I'm trying to say all nine are on Carson Wentz I said roughly half if you, you, we, we can argue whether it was four or whether it was five because the total was nine right uh, either way either way I think most of them were on the line I I stand by that and, and again I'm I'm going to say uh, Scott Turner ought to be in his face, in his ear after the first series, second series, But, third but what series, I'm talking about, Ken. Why aren't you hitting the hot receiver? I understand, but I'm talking about the ones where there was no way. When we, we all talked about why can't Scott do something different, even when they tried to do something different, to hit the hot receiver, 
to do the short pass, there was no time to do it due to the offensive line again. Not that is that, is that is not Can't, as accurate you, as you're laying it out because I've shown you film where there was two people in the in the. That was one. That was one sack, Ken. Uh, there were others also. I'm just using. Okay, so now we're down to eight, right? <laughs> do, do, I mean, do we? Again, I've consistently said. Okay. Okay. Let me just say this so we can move on. You you clearly think Carson was mostly to blame. I don't. But so we'll move on from it. What my point here is there are times that you can't do anything. You can't hit the hot read if if they're not going to block for you. So you want them to do something different, including Carson. There's nothing to do if you don't have time to do it. And so that, that was it. So I myself was screaming, Scott Turner, call something else. Do something different. I agree with that. I already said that, right? And so when we did that, there's, there's three seconds. Well, you, you also have to be, you know, when, when you throw a hot, quick slant or whatever, you have to be accurate so the, so the person, so the receiver can actually get his hands on the ball. Well, when, you, when, you get, when you're getting your ass beat up constantly, you might throw the ball a little bit faster than you want to, Ken. It's just, just the way it happens, right? You, it, we call that getting rattled. No doubt the guy got rattled. Right, you don't got three seconds. You're hearing footsteps. You're throwing the ball faster than maybe because the last five dropbacks you didn't have time. So this time you got time, and you you might have rushed the throw. It but, but 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 it, but his clock still kept on going slow because after the fourth, fifth, sixth sack, he was still hanging back there, hanging back there. Um, the offensive line did not play well. Carson Wentz did not handle a poor offensive line well at all either. So it was Carson's fault. I got it. 100%. I believe it. Uh, yeah, I will go extreme if you're going extreme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we. Yeah, I, I believe that. I believe that it was all Carson. Yes. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. If it, wouldn't, if it wouldn't have been for the offensive line, it probably would have been 10 or 11 sacks. It was all Carson. So yeah. so so we leave nothing to discuss because it was all Carson. <laughs> so so we so we beat that point. So but it was Carson's fault. So hopefully Carson learned better. He'll do better this week against Dallas. Is that what you want me to say? Yeah, because because they're, they're. I mean, yeah. Uh, Micah Parsons already has four. Uh, Demarcus has three sacks already, and so is Armstrong Jr. So, um, yeah, you bet you. And I'm going to say you better know where Parsons and Lawrence are the entire game and have that clock running in your head. Uh, they're going to they're going to get a couple sacks, right? If we were playing, if our offensive line was playing well, it wouldn't surprise us if Dallas got a couple sacks anyway. So if there's a sack or two early, I don't want to overplay it. I just want to see, will the offensive line make adjustments? Will Wentz make adjustments? Will Scott Turner's play calling make adjustments? Because they are going to bring it. Of course they will. They're going to they're gonna bring the pressure. They're going to... Um... They're going to reach for the ball, try to knock the ball out, and those types of things. So, Ron was asked about uh, Mr. Michael Parsons, and he talked about him as an athlete, and he talked about how well Dallas uh, used him and moved him around. Ron mentioned that the way Dallas applies pressure and get the results that they want, that by moving Parsons around, they create a lot of one-on-one matchups. Right. Right. They create that mismatch, and, and therefore it's a one-on-one, and now it's up to your linemen against their defensive line to, to win the matchup. And in many cases, Dallas 
wins the matchup. And I could not, for the life of me, understand why would I know where you're going. Go ahead. Why would one of our reporters in this press conference then ask the question, why aren't we doing this, doing these types of things with Jamin Davis? Whether it's Jamin or whoever, why are we doing something to create one-on-one matchups to create it in our favor so our defense can apply pressure and create turnovers? Well, I mean, the J- Jamin Davis, uh, you know, we, we saw a couple flashes of it last week of his speed, whether uh, you know, sacking the quarterback, chasing down people, uh, cover, uh, covered a, a back a couple times out of, out of the field. Now, his athleticism was on display in that game. A- a- it, absolutely. It, it got overshadowed by what else was happening. But Jamin Davis, you were to isolate Jamin Davis, you saw the 19th overall pick show up in flashes during this game. And, and he may have made some mistakes, right? If you break down film for every single play, he may have. Uh, uh, missed a player too, but you definitely saw his speed and athleticism, and th- those moments alone were on par with Micah Parsons. Yes, agreed. and he's not—he's not the same player. Don't get me wrong, but why aren't we putting Jamin Davis as an example in position to, to create one-on-one players? matchups and try to win? Because he could to blitz. make him a difference maker. Absolutely, you could put him on the line. You can overload the side with Jamin and Montez on the same side. You can put him up there in bliss. I mean, there are things you can do, but we're not doing that. And I could not believe for the life of me that no reporter then followed up with Ron and asked him, then why aren't we trying to do some of the same thing? Are you saying we don't have the people to do it? Do we not have the athletes on our team to do that? Because you drafted them. Right. And and, and I want and – and you and I have talked about it. I don't think we've talked about it on air, but we've talked about it um, when we're at the bar or whatever. There's been a lot of criticism by, you know, the coaches started on Jamin Davis a little bit mm-hmm. openly, publicly, but, and, and so the fans kind of jumped on that also. But where, where's uh, Montez Sweat been? Well, Ron had I, an answer for that. I, I, I don't I don't see him at all. I, I mean, Ron had answer for it. Zero sacks, very few tackles. Um, but go ahead. What what did Ron okay. say? Ron is that uh, with Chase being out, that Montez is seeing a lot of double teams. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> that's that's what he said. Now, most Pro Bowl key defensive linemen, whether it's one of the Bosa boys, uh, what's the name guy out of Cleveland? Garrett, Miles Garrett. Every every top notch defensive lineman, Khalil Mack, you name, they get double team, Ken. They get double team. I'm, I won't pay attention this week. They get double team. I, I I'm not saying you don't ever get double teamed, but but if you want to get paid like one of the top guys, man, you got to learn how to beat that. That that to me, that's the same excuse when you hear about a receiver getting double teamed. Right, the Bills well, still get the get the yardage, and, and it's also one of those things. Also, that if he's getting double teamed, then somebody hey, Del Rio make a play. Well, that that along with Del Rio, do different stunts. You know, do do a, a delayed stunt, uh, or, or if he's getting double teamed, you, you know, Jonathan Allen and Payne are going to hold their own. So why aren't we bringing in Jamin Davis? Because he's going to he's going to either be one on one or have nobody. Right. If you start doing the numbers, why can't we be doing something? Right. 
We're not we're not getting the production. Right. We're right. not getting the production. Um, so I'm 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 giving Ron a thumbs down on that answer. Everybody be, knew that was BS, right? Yeah. Come on, man. I, I'm just being nice. Come on. I'm being polite and saying thumbs down. I, I could say, you know, everybody everybody knew that was BS, but right. but again, these guys are giving uh, giving Ron a pass, man. I I I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think they just want to be able to be cool with Ron uh, to make sure they can continue to to talk to him and get questions and answers during press conference because Ron has Ron, as you saw on Monday, was a little little chippy. Um, in in his press conference because he knew everybody's going to have a lot of questions. Because oh, he, absolutely. He, he knew was, he knew it was coming. He, yes. he was already on the defensive. But yeah. But I've spent a lot of time on this podcast talking about um, our offense against their defense, and because I'm not concerned about our defense get their offense. Right. That doesn't mean that our defense doesn't have some challenges. You know, they they have some pretty good players on offense. Uh, but I don't think, just like I said against the Phillies. My concern was going to be uh, our offense. I mean, our defense, our their defense against our offense in this game, right? Uh, so, yeah, and, and I'll go back almost to what I said against Philadelphia. Um, I thought that our offense would score a lot of points, and it'd be not necessarily a track meet, but it'd be a higher scoring game if Philadelphia who up to that point was a running uh, primarily a, a running offense, you know, everything circled around uh, their running back and quarterback running a lot, which I, by the way, he threw 300 yards through the air. Yes. Yeah. He, they, they beat us through the air, no doubt with, with big plays. Um, and, and Washington under Ron and this year has, has been given up an exorbitant amount of, Big plays of yeah, 20 oh, yards yeah. or more. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, they're, they're in the bottom five in the NFL. Might be in the bottom one. Um, but that's been a Achilles heel for them. Not just one game, but it's been a ongoing. Um, but if, if I think if Washington can control the line, I'm not saying stop them, but if they just are not overwhelmed by the rush of Dallas, I think our wide receivers can give their secondary some trouble. No doubt. Um, and I think that's, I think that's every week. I mean, that, you could have made that argument last week. But the strength, the strength of Washington, I'm sorry, of uh, Dallas is 100% their defensive line. Oh, I have no doubt. I have no doubt. But my point being is our offense has enough talent that it given the quarterback some time, I we I think I think we score points easily. Yeah. So that that is 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 going to be the key if they can hold if they can just block a little bit for for crying out loud. I mean, you saw some of the, some of the video, right? They, I wish I I wish I remember, but I think almost all of their sacks came on a four man rush. Meaning, right. It, <laughs> If the offensive line just blocked somebody, Ken, that game could have been totally different. And the same is going to go for this week. Washington will have to be able to just block their man. You yeah. can't just get you just can't get blowed up. Um, but you know, at the center spot, you can't just get blowed up in the guard spot on the interior line. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's back to back, basically duplicate weeks from a defensive line, offensive line perspective for yes, for this game. I, 
And I'll tell you, I, I read and I wish I had written it down, but I think I think all of their sacks, maybe one or two wasn't, but I think all all of their sacks came on a four man rush. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's I mean that's awful. That you still give up nine sacks or however many you want to say that was on the offense as opposed to Carson. But still they gave Whatever, up, yes, yes. But they gave up a ton, right. ton of sacks off a four man rush, not blitzes. Not right. none of these exotic blitzes or anything where they were bringing the house. It was just uh, hey, isn't that what uh, Washington – isn't that what Washington is supposed to be, right? All our number one draft picks, and, and that's what Del Rio's defense is predicated on is, is four-man rush giving, giving that type of um, – that's extreme this past week. but giving Not, not solid sacks, pressure, but, but certainly a lot of sacks. pressure throughout the game. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. So – but that's that's it, man. That's 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 really all I got. Unless you got some few points, then I well, I, guess... I, I think you know, I I don't think I haven't heard anything at this point, but I don't think Dak is playing this week. I think uh, Cooper... as as of today, he's supposedly because they just got his stitches out. Um, there's pretty much, and he hasn't practiced or done anything, so I doubt that he's playing. They said maybe next week against the Rams, and, and they've had success with Cooper Rush for two weeks. Right? I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure that helped, right? Yeah, absolutely. If they lost both games, if they were zero and three right now, they'd probably be pushing him a little bit to, yeah, to play. Not saying he would, to... but they would definitely be pushing and and looking harder at. Uh, oh, for sure, for sure. And, and let's be honest, he's two and zero. And if I'm Dallas, I probably feel like we could probably beat Washington. So why rush? Why rush Dak back? Right. Well, that along with. Even if you do lose, you're two and two with a whole lot of season left. You still play Philly twice. Um, there's there's a lot of not a lot of football left. I get a lot, it. A lot of options it. or a lot of opportunities for them to come back uh, at this point in the season. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I think you know, uh, they, you know they moved over. They got rid of uh, Amari Cooper and they're relying on CD Lamb. Like yep. this past week, he had a a good good game, but prior to that, he's not what most people would consider a produced like a number one receiver. But he just had his first touchdown right. <laughs> through three weeks. Right, right. Um, but no, he by, by by most people's standard, he's he's gotten off to a slow start for sure. Yeah. And uh you know offensively they their their offense is a lot like our defense that they didn't um they they didn't make any changes, right? It's it's Dak, it's Zeke, it's CeeDee Lamb. Like I said, they let Amari Cooper go. Uh, they and they and they got uh, Charles Schultz. I'm sorry, uh, that's that's the peanuts. Uh, Dalton Schultz that they put the franchise tag on. <laughs> um, who 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 is this Schultz guy? <laughs> yeah, everybody knows who Charles Schultz is. Oh my Nobody god. knows who Dalton Schultz is. Oh my god, man, you be tearing people name up, boy. I did it on purpose. Come on, I Rich. I don't believe you did, man. That one I did on purpose, all right? JD the DJ I messed up on. I don't think you so, did. <laughs> we'll go with that. I, I promise you. I promise you, okay. ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. <laughs> I, I, I admit my mistakes when, I'm, when I make them. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I think, honestly, I got one key to the game. Offensive, li offensive line slash Carson Wentz slash Turner control the line of scrimmage. You're going to get pressure. They're, they're a good team. We're struggling. Just don't be overwhelmed. 
from a defensive perspective, don't let their defensive line, uh, front four, even a blitz or two, don't let them overwhelm us and we'll be in the game. If, if, if we're struggling uh, offensively, it's going to be because Carson has no time whatsoever. Um, I'll, I'll piggyback on that and just say, while that is also happening, we have to be able to run the ball. Not saying that we need to run and get Correct. 150 yards, but we have to be able to run the ball enough just to get enough positive yards that we get into second and third and short type deals. And that will allow uh, Scott to open the playbook up, whether we go to the receivers or be, you know, via play action right. or, or just simply being able to open up the playbook and, and choose from all the other plays when you're doing third, third and short, second and short to keep the chains moving. So, right. And even going back, I don't want to keep keep going down this road, but last week, even after we had multiple, multiple sacks, Scott Turner was still calling plays with a, uh, you know, faking the handoff. And th that takes longer for the play develop. And it was just kind of boggling my mind of, no, you know, don't do that. If, you, if you're going to send the, the running back out, in, in the flats to to do whatever you're not distracting the defensive linemen at that point of the game because they're just pinning their ears back have them chip somebody on as they go out and then and then toss them out to the flat so that was one of the big things that scott turner continued throughout the game that just did not help anybody well let's go scotty t let's do it man but uh that's all i got i know we talked more about all of Washington's problems than we talked about Dallas so far in this podcast. Well, we got, we got more problems to fix. And I think that's what kind of lays on where we win or lose the game. I think it's, it's up to Washington to win or lose this game. If Washington can play the best that they can offensively, you know, where we've seen them produce offensively. And then we've seen it some, you know, some periods during the season already where the defense was, was stopping, but, it's a it's got to put it together for a whole game well yeah we do that we win the game so we can't get out of here Ken, without your number uh i'm going to give it a six and, and that's because of washington that's not because of dallas of it being that low if, if washington was playing better we it would be higher wow I, I i don't like that we're thinking alike man but uh i'm going to give it a six as well uh and, and again it has everything to do with I don't know what team is going to show up for Washington this week and that this game will come down to whether or not our offensive line can give Carson Wentz a little bit of time to, to do what he needs to do. Yeah. And so, so I'll keep it short and simple and just say it's a six. And, and to your point, it's really is about what Washington it's up to Washington to win this game. Yeah. Dallas, Dallas doesn't necessarily concern that it scare me as much as I'm concerned that Washington just won't show Washington up. Washington scares us more than Dallas. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So until next week, peace, peace out, out knuckleheads.